I hit the button. And we're recording we're now. We're live. I see it. Um, nice. We are here with Two Wheel Tuesday podcast number 87. Can you believe that, Nick? No, I can't. I think we added some numbers in there. We didn't add any <laughs> Trying numbers. Trying to match people's writing numbers. Um, I can tell you that you guys did disappear off my screen right now. Um, and this podcast is brought to you by Motion Pro. Do you use Motion Pro parts and tools, Glenn? Uh, some of them, yes. They're the best, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good That's a good uh, answer, Ooh. Glenn. Uh, yeah. Stroker Industries also, they make actually a push-button nozzle for your gas can, Glenn. And you don't even have to take a little vent can off the back side. And yeah, I've, I've seen that and I actually kind of want to get one. It's super annoying the way you have to do it now. Yeah, let me get you one. I'll take care of that. All right. Uh, sure. And okay. last but not least, Canvas MX, uh, where you can actually um, just put whatever you want on your jersey. You could put Nick's face if you would like that. Would you like that, Glenn? It's a beautiful face. It's a good Look face. Look at that nose. Let me figure out why they can't see no? you on okay, TV right now. He doesn't like your nose. Who can't see who? <laughs> I can't see you guys. On my. We can see you. No, they can't yeah, see Nick you. Looks fine in my video, but you look super blurry and stuff. <clears throat> Listen, nobody is worried about what it looks like to you, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> I, I figured not. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's worried about that. Um, I don't know why you guys disappeared on my screen. You were there in the beginning, and then you went away. So, uh, what, Glenn, uh, I'm actually, I grew up riding with Glenn, and um, we kind of raced together. We were in different classes, but we were always at the track together, and we'd go and practice and stuff. Yes, we did. Um, and then I actually just, uh, actually, he contacted me. Which I saw, I showed Nick the uh, the message that you wrote about the underage drinking. And then I asked you to <laughs> if you were involved with Boysen still, which you are, which I was very excited about. I don't know why in my head. I just never heard anything. So I was like, I don't even know if he has anything to do with it. Right. But I should have figured you guys were smart enough that you would have grabbed a hold of that and not. Yeah, I was a little circumstantial um but at the same time you know the, the way the family dynamics happened you know with my father passing we kind of my brother and i stepped in and uh basically bought the company for my mom because she didn't really want to run it and you know having the kids all in it because there's seven kids in my family so it, that would have kind of been a little messy so we kind of figured this would be the best way to do it to keep the business um together and you know safe and sound and both my brother and i are really the only ones that were really into it and raced and so yeah i had the passion for it right i was gonna say that uh also is that you guys um i, kn I know we had had the uh conversation before i was like i thought it was just you and dog and then you were like no there's a bunch of us so yeah there's a crap ton of us yeah and you're the youngest of the whole family right that's correct, I am. 
Oh, you're the baby. There's seven of you guys? Yep, seven. Yep. The baby of seven? Yeah. That's like hand-me-down, hand-me-downs? No, nah, I was pretty much I got whatever I wanted. <laughs> his dad, hey. Here, better. His dad was a friggin' genius, dude. Like, not joking around. He didn't. He, didn't he help with, uh, first off, your little joke, what's a reed valve? He invented it. <laughs> His dad invented the reed valve. They used to have poppet valves before that, and they sucked, Nick. You'd still have a two-stroke with a poppet valve in it. You don't even know what that is. I'm looking up. I'm looking up a poppet valve right now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, this, actually, the the inception though was more more along the lines of a a piston port, which is even worse than a poppet valve. There's no valve. It's just the the piston that goes up and down and opens and closes the the hole in the cylinder, and that was a very rudimentary way of having an inlet in two-stroke. And my father was just like, "Wow, this really sucks," you know, for performance-wise. Is you got nothing, and all of a sudden, you know, here you got the death, you know, two-stroke hit, which my father never really liked. So he figured out, well, you know, and he found, you know, the whole reed cage thing and the reeds, and said, "Oh, if I implement that, put it over here and." put that in the bike and kind of the rest is history so um and uh what else i was going to bring up was that he actually helped uh nasa keep the gas like the fuel for the rockets in a gaseous state when it went into the atmosphere didn't you tell me that yeah basically they i mean again this is going from childhood memory from what he told me, but I know that there are patents floating around the office somewhere. He basically came up with a way to measure the rocket fuel. I guess the rocket fuel has to be, you know, super, super cold for it to stay in a liquid state. And it, I guess back in those days, they didn't really have a way of, of encapsulating the, that super cold liquid. So my father came up with a special glass that, was able to withstand the cold temperature so that they could actually measure it and so there you go you're welcome <laughs> it's over my head you're welcome yeah. buzz aldrin yes yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and uh you guys are norwegian yes we are um and you're so go through your uh, brothers and sisters names okay so my oldest brother who was a firstborn his name's ivan ivan jr taken from my father's name and then the next one down is lynn and then down from there is dog my brother who skimped out on this and then down from dog is melissa and then eileen the and women myself the women have all regular names but what was your yeah, name and, and I have a regular name too. So. Well, but what was your name almost? Ragnar. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have been awesome. Yeah, I know. Well, I kind of like it's a love hate relationship. Actually, my my uncle's name was Ragnar, my brother, uh, my father's brother, and they were gonna name me Ragnar, and then for some reason they just got this in their head that at the last minute they were just gonna name me Glenn. I was like, so. I didn't really so, have to say in it, but then after the fact, I'm like, wait, I could have been named Ragnar? Like, cool. that would have been so much cooler than one. Like, really? Even if it was just your middle name, Glenn Ragnar. Ragnar. <laughs> yeah, well, 
to be fair, my middle name is Eric with a K, so I guess that's kind of Norwegian, but that's at least not a, as cool. yeah. That's a little Viking. So, but. are you guys like? Is your dad from Norway, and you were yep. first generation? Yep, my father. He actually came over on the boat uh, when he was seventeen. Him and my brother, and came to school here in Philadelphia at a, a little small church community school, and that's where he met my mom. My mom actually is like three quarters Norwegian also, but they had kind of come over a long time prior and they met, fell in love and started having a lot of kids. So to have a lot of kids, they have like a castle out in the middle of PA. Oh, when, we know we don't have a castle. Yeah, it was like a castle, man. OK, I went there. I remember it. It was like a Google wooden, the, it was uh, like a wooden castle. castle. It was yeah, it was a wooden Boysen castle out in the. They had boys. I'm still looking up this poppet valve. Is the poppet valve just a valve? Well, poppet valve is like what a four-stroke has. That's a poppet valve, technically. Okay. Yeah, but there are old-school two-stroke diesel engines that run poppet valves. You know, two-stroke diesel engines. <laughs> ah, dude, they rip. I'm telling you. It just sounds you. crazy. Yeah. How can it be diesel old... and two-stroke at the same time? I guess there's just no. There's just no spark plug, and it runs, de- you know, like high compression, but it fires every yes. time. Exactly. Got yep. it, dude. That thing probably lasts forever. That's probably the best. That's probably the best. Yeah. Well, actually, some of the old. I think uh, I'm sure I could be corrected if I'm wrong by somebody out there, but I think some of the old World War II submarines and stuff were all even like double. They were compounding. Uh, opposing piston two-stroke diesels so just every time they were fucking firing yeah exactly and they're firing into each other which is even cooler so they were just (laughs) making mega power so well and here's the other thing think about um a two-stroke runs fairly cool versus a four-stroke and then a diesel runs cooler yet so that had to have been so good why are we so stupid why don't we do that Oh, I don't know. You have to talk to the EPA and all the regulations, I guess. I don't know. Do they mix oil with like the diesel? Then, like, uh, all the bean counters. You're the ones that screwed it all up. That's true. <laughs> true. It was the guy selling the shitty two-stroke. was like, nah, nah, you don't want that, you don't want that diesel. Yeah. You yeah, got to right. change the uh, legislation. I wonder if they smoke a lot. Rolling coal, baby. They do smoke a lot. Actually, I, uh, when I did my stint, and I went to WildTech for for about a year to gain some some experience, and there I went through a diesel class, so I know a little bit about diesels. And they actually had what's called a an eight V ninety two. It's a Detroit two stroke diesel, and it has a tur- a supercharger and a turbocharger on it. Damn. I don't even know how that works. That's just like a perpetual motion machine. You just keep cycling <laughs> it through. Well, yeah, basically, I guess I, the way the scavenging works on those on those diesel two strokes, they need the supercharger to constantly supply air to it. Otherwise, it can't breathe. And then the turbo comes in online at the top end to, to give it excess power up top. I don't think you can say that me. you can't breathe, right? Isn't that when we? What's that? I don't think you can say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands up. Can't breathe. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Selling, selling Lucy's? Yep. Sorry, everyone. 
bring you all. Sorry, down. we almost got off topic earlier than usual. <laughs> Do you think that your brother didn't want to come on here because he didn't want remind want to be reminded of the Hurricane Hills uh, two fifty Pro Championship that I won over him in nineteen ninety nine? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I beat him by a couple points because he didn't show up to every round. Yeah, he only showed up to the ones that that counted or whatever. That has big, yeah, big money and stuff. So yeah, I, right. so I beat him. Clint pulled the Ryan Dungey move on him and just was consistent. <laughs> he was there every That's week. Yeah. That's right. He won every time he you was gotta, there, but I yeah. was there more. <laughs> he was there when it counted. He's Mr. working for a championship. <laughs> That's right, dude. One, they had that uh, GP race there at Hurricane. It's a half an hour long for people that don't know. And um, I remember that. Yeah. He was like, I was in second, and uh, he was like, "Man, uh, I was getting tired. You're almost catching me." I was like, "Dog, this thing would have had to have been another half an hour longer for you to get tired <laughs> enough for me to catch you." <laughs> You know, uh, he, he, I watched, I go, I watched you in the 30 plus class and I go second place. I said, you had the exact same gap on second place in that race. And I know that I was going way faster than that guy was like, so he would just get like eight seconds and sit there. And then if you started to catch him at all, he would like see you and just like pull back out and just sit there again. Like it was. I told him that, and he just smiled at me and then walked away. He never responded to whether it was true. But I was like, you're just playing with everybody. That second-place guy in 30-plus almost killed himself because he thought that he was going to catch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I almost killed myself trying to catch him, too, when I <laughs> finally moved up to expert. And I had, I had one race where I actually raced with Dog, and we both got horrible starts. I think we were like sixth and seventh. I was right behind him. I'm thinking, sweet, all right, I'm going to latch onto him. And I'm going to try try to match his pace, and and you know, so I know he was he was working his way up to the top, right? So here I am, and we're at Hurricane Hills, right? And which uh, was like the only track I was remotely decent at. And I'm following him, going, all right, I'm, I'm keeping up with his pace until we got to the remember the elevator jump, Clint, mm-hmm. right? Big step so the up. elevator jump, you. You made a you made a ninety degree left, and then you would launch yourself down the hill, like kind of like toward the back of the tree line. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember. I'm following him, and I'm to the left. He's to the right, and he just—I mean—he didn't even let off. He just sent it down this hill. I'm thinking, holy crap, am I really going to just launch this thing the way he's doing it? But I'm on the left side of the track where all the braking bumps were. And I land on all these braking bumps and damn near almost go over to handlebars. But, you know, he was on the right side of the track, found the smooth line, and yeah. just pulled, like, ten bike lengths on me. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, so I ended up finishing third, and I think he got second or something like that. So that's my claim to fame with my brother. There you go. My claim yeah. to fame, one time I beat Mike Treadwell in an arena cross. Oh, nice. I got third. <laughs> they brought, it was in Massachusetts, they brought in frozen dirt and then built the track, so it was like fucking pudding. Yeah, right. It sucks so bad. Uh, so what do you do for the company? What is your official title? Um. Well, my, my official title is technically secretary, but that's just the, <laughs> the you know, 
<laughs> the company, you know, dog CEO, I'm secretary. I mean, I guess we could have worded it differently, but at that time it was like, whatever. But what I do there is I, I basically, I, I'm kind of head of R and D right now. Um, since my father passed away there, we've, it's been difficult trying to, to keep up with, you know, I mean, l losing, you know, Ivan Boyson was the shit, right? And he was, he was the innovator. He was the guy He was everything, you know? And so when, when my father passed away, it took us quite a long time to kind of get our bearings again and get things back up and going. And then when my brother and I took in, took, uh, took over, it was like five months after the fact or five years, sorry, after the fact. So I, I ended up taking over R and D and kind of, I've been trying to steer it in, in a direction and, you know, getting my bearings and getting, you know, trying to fill my father's shoes, but I know that that's impossible to do. So, but that, that's basically what I've been doing. Nice. Do you run the Instagram? I do not. No, that's our marketing department. And they uh -huh. do a pretty darn good job of it. I think they did repost a, a podcast. I guess they don't know what we're like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they reposted it in advance. Yeah, they said that he was going to be on it because I did that story that was like tonight oh, on yeah, the podcast. I, I saw they repost. Yeah, I saw that they reposted it. Yep, that was a gutsy move. Right. You don't Not want that we're like you don't want too many people usually. watching this, Glenn. No, I, I, that's what I was afraid. Of. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I don't want people watching. <laughs> Hearing about all these stories you and I have, Clint. <laughs> the greatest part is that I don't remember very much anymore, so you're safe. I can't even rat. I can't even rat you out. <laughs> Just start making shit up, stuff up. Oh, I don't need to make it up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> the thing is that he knew me as a kid. Like he didn't even know me when I was riding, like you know, for a job, traveling around with eight maniacs that were worse than I was. Yeah, no, for sure. You actually, yeah, when we met, you were what nineteen, I think. I think uh, I was seventeen. You were nineteen or something like that. Probably. And yeah, I just remember you. You approached me at Hurricane once, like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" You know, and, you know, I, I was I was in B B class. You were an A rider. Yeah, and I had no friends. You know, I'm a I'm, <laughs> I'm this boys and kid over there trying to make something myself, and you know, and everybody hates me, and I, you know, so I have no friends. And then here comes Clint. I'm like, who the heck's this guy? Like. You know, and then you, you know, you're talking to me, you know, or hanging out. And I'm like, all oh, right, he seems pretty cool, whatever. And then you ran like two weekends later, you, you call me randomly at the shop. You're like, hey, you want to go to Troy, Ohio? I'm like, uh, okay, sure. And that, then, that's a good story. That one, I do remember that. That was a good story. Yeah. We drove all the way out there, Nick. And all we knew yeah. was that the, we signed up and everything. We drove all the way out there. And all we knew that the track was in Troy, Ohio. We had no address. <laughs> so then I'm like, this is uh, 99, 2000, uh, 2000 maybe. Um, I was right. Yeah, it was like at 99, I think. I think so, you're right. So we have no GPS or anything. So we just search for the uh, nearest fire station. And once we find a fire station, we're like, they got to know where the track is. So we just ask them where the motocross race <laughs> yeah. is. And they gave us directions. Yeah. I, You're like, like, we're at the first ambulance go today. Yeah. 
they were like driving all over the like the little town and like where the hell is this track it's like it, you know it's like well it's obviously not the town but like how the hell are we gonna find this and it's like on some like like oh you go to this road just make a right and it's like down down some road they're like oh okay yeah no this looks more like where you find a motocross track okay yeah here it is yeah isn't it crazy that's how like every track was up until a couple of years ago even like you barely knew where it was there was no well i guess not a couple of years ago but like once it got on the internet yeah it was always like you knew somebody that knew a track and then you just had that to that town and figured out yeah definitely you had your map uh quest directions yeah yeah those are perfect for getting fucking lost yeah totally um do you have an adult beverage glenn yeah, I'm, I'm drinking some of my wife's wine right now. Excellent. Is that a, a Pinot or a Chardonnay? What do we got? Um, yeah, it might be a fucking... Pinot Grigio or some shit. I don't know. I would expect Those nothing people... less. I I prefer red wines, but we only have we only have one bottle of that, and it's really nice. And I don't want to open it. So, wow. Um, sorry, guys. It's not, you see not where we're at on the podcast. Nothing personal. <laughs> He doesn't want to waste a good wine to e drink with us, Nick. <laughs> no, tr- truth is, it was it was our anniversary uh, yesterday, so I bought a nice bottle for her for us to have last night. We ended up not having it, so we just That's have it. Um, it well, I'm not going to open it, so I'll, I'll drink oh, some of her, well. her white wine. What's a nice oh. bottle? How well is Boyson doing here? What, like a no, like a hundred and fifty dollars. Nice, nice is like is like you know <laughs> mid twenties. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a classy bottle. Yeah, we're not we're not, we're not doing that one. <laughs> Wait, you mean your marriage or poison? The poison. He's like he's like an, it's an okay bottle, like one twenty five. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> no, like, one of those bottles was sitting next to this bottle. I'm like, ooh, one twenty five. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. No. Yeah. No wine's worth that. You know, it's just grapes, don't you? Like, no matter what yeah. they say. You could try telling that to my other brother. He's a big wine connoisseur. So I know, but they all I go. I mean, I'll drink it, but I'm not paying for it. Well, <laughs> but they're like hints of cherry and this and that. And I'm like, so what's in it? And they're like, grapes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about then? <laughs> yeah, it's the region. It's the what side of the river the grapes are growing on. You know, it's, it's all that stuff. I'll buy into it while I'm drinking it. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm getting that. I'm, yeah, yeah. Right. You just this is whiskey. It came from a bottle. Oh, nice. Came from a barrel, bro. Can you taste the oak? Mm, yeah, I think it's oak charred oak. in yeah. Ireland. Ah, you can taste the Irish flames, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the douchebag. Um, so uh, R&D sounds awesome. What do you like? Do you, do you, so do you ride a bunch? Do you have to ride and test everything? Yeah, well, uh, I I don't particularly ride ride so much anymore. You dino? Um, mainly, mainly just because of some health problems I've been having. Uh, but but obviously with R and D, I, I spend most of my time either behind a computer, talking with people, or on the dyno. And then if there's something I kind of want to try quick, we'll pull the bike off the dyno, zip it around the back of the shop, try it quick, and then back on the dyno it goes and trying something else uh the fastest 250 yz two-stroke that i ever rode was glenn's nick 
I was very, yeah. I was very upset after oh. I wrote that because I was like, this fucking guy is cheating because <laughs> this motorcycle is way faster than mine. Yeah, was that, it a YZ? Yeah. It was a 2005, right? No, four. It was still the steel frame, I think. It, yeah, it had to have been before that because I moved away in like uh, oh, one, oh, no, oh, no. three. So yeah, it had to have right. been a ninety fucking yeah it's probably 98 99 yeah that's right because 93 is when i moved to california for a couple of years but yeah um, i mean 2003 yeah 2003 sorry 2003 this guy but, yeah. numbers but yeah dude all my bikes were just crazy fast i I don't know why my dad gave me so much power. I, I could hardly walk. <laughs> He's got, you know, they'd get the bikes, they'd R&D them, do all the testing and porting and all that shit, and the finished product, Glenn would fucking ride around. And I'm yeah. like, God damn it, this thing. He let me ride it once, and I was like, I don't want to ride that anymore because I'm very disappointed with the motorcycle I have to ride now after that. Yeah. Well, I should stick with what I got. Yeah, it was funny. My last, my last 250 that my dad... Uh, built for me was was my 05 that I, I raced a couple times um, out in California or whatever but when I came over came back to pick it up and everything I, I rode it a couple times here my brother dog rode it and dude dog like that next day dog comes up to be like dude that thing is so freaking fast it's retarded and like beat the pants off any any bike my dad ever or any engine my dad ever made for dog i don't know but then after the fact like after we got rid of the bike my dad's like pull that cylinder off i was like uh okay so i pulled the cylinder off he's like all right we're just gonna put that on the shelf over here and he's like i don't want anybody else having the cylinder for safety's sake because the thing was so freaking fast like (laughs) like legit i think on our dyno it which we have a we don't have a dyno jet we have a super flow which reads a, a hair lower than your standard dyno jet and stuff like that but the thing was making almost 60 horsepower of the rear wheel it was wow. ridiculous it was you know 250 yeah 250 it was it was it reminded me of you know carmichael's last two stroke race for honda what 04 i mean the thing just screamed had so much over rev and it was just non-stop pulling you just were like holy crap this thing will i only have to shift up a gear it's ridiculous it was like a four-stroke, but 40? a two-stroke. Or what? Honestly, I wish I knew because I would be living it up. But unfortunately, <laughs> somehow the cylinder went missing. I don't know if it was uh, an ornery uh, worker or somebody that knew what was going on and they stole it or what, but nobody can find the cylinder anymore. Sounds like some witchcraft. Yeah, probably. And honestly, one of my biggest regrets you know, with my dad passing was I never got a chance to really sit down with him and actually learn about two strokes. I know that sounds really stupid coming from, you know, a two stroke God like my father, but growing up with, you know, especially me being the youngest, you know, my dad was always like, we just, Oh dad, you build the bikes. Okay. Yeah. I'll race them. Cool. Like I have no problem with that. You know, my mind was always toward like cars and turbos and, you know, I was a young dumb shit, you know, just that's what I wanted to do. Right. And yeah, I like yeah. racing. and that's what I want to do too, but I don't need to worry about the engine because my dad will do it. And then after my dad passed away, it's like, holy crap, I don't know a damn thing about two strokes, you know, and yeah. I had to like <laughs> basically go back and just learn everything 
from scratch and go through, you know, files and paperwork, patents, and just like relearn this, like my dad's heritage almost and, and be like, okay, so this is why this works. This is why he was doing that. Okay. You know, and luckily enough, my, I kind of have the same mindset that my father had. So I kind of have that little off the wall thinking, even though it might not always work out for me the way it did with him, but you know, we're, we're making do with what we got for now. So that's cool. Did, was your, uh, dad's passing like sudden or did he get sick or? Yeah, well, he ended up getting, uh, he had leukemia. So it was not, not sudden, but we had a, he, it, it's a couple months until it got bad enough where, you know, he had to go through chemotherapy and all that stuff. And he, he, he came out of it, uh, was, was pretty good for about a year. I think a year and maybe a year and a half, whatever. I mean, he was still pretty messed up from it, but he was able to like ride again a couple times, but you know, it, the chemotherapy really took it out of him. And then of course, because my father was pretty much in such a, such healthy condition. Cause my father was like the healthiest person I have ever known, which is ridiculous as to why he even got cancer in the first place. I still don't really know. And then the doctors were like, this guy's really healthy for his age, even though he just combated cancer and, and whatever. So they wanted to put him on these trial medications or whatever. And I don't know why my dad agreed to any of it, but he did apparently. And I'm pretty convinced that one of those drugs basically kind of did him in and he ended up dying from a brain hemorrhage. And wow. Just, yeah. So it was pretty sudden. Like he wasn't really feeling very well. And then that night, just gone. Ugh. Wow. And that sucks when you think that you're on the other way out of it too, you know? You're like, oh, yeah, exactly. I already beat it. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, well, not not luckily, but we kind of had an inkling like, okay, he's, he's not doing so well. Like something's going on. So we kind of were prepared for it, you know? And unfortunately it got to a point too where I actually was, I had the wherewithal. I'm like, all right, I actually went over to my dad when he was at the shop during the day one day and I actually lived right next door to the shop for years in a house that we owned. And I, I walked over to him and I said, Hey dad, you know, maybe, maybe we need to have a sit down, you know, share some knowledge, you, you know, kind of, you know, it's one of those conversations you don't want to have with your, your, you know, a parent or a sibling that's going to, you know, move on pretty soon. It's kind of, you know, you're setting their imminent doom almost. Right. And, He's like, yeah, no, that absolutely, Glenn. He's like, you know, do you want to do it right now? And I said, well, actually, actually, I have some friends coming over. You know, how about tomorrow or something like that? You know, and so I kind of left sheepishly and just went home or whatever. And it was that night he ended up passing away. Oh and man, I just regret that for. I probably will always regret that for the rest of my life. Like it was very difficult to deal with, and you know, still sad thinking about it yeah. now, but, but at the same sure. time, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason and maybe it was, I don't know, some, some crazy reason that I wasn't supposed to know that information or maybe I just, at that point in time in my life, I wouldn't have understood it the way that I could now kind of stumbling upon it myself. So yeah, he would have blown your mind, man. You weren't yeah, exactly. Ready. It probably would have gone in one ear and out the other. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I do remember the last thing he said to me in that conversation. He said, Glenn, 
the trick to a two-stroke is scavenging. I'm like, okay. That's a fairly generic or broad term. I mean, I know what scavenging is, but you're not being very specific. But I think in in that such a broad statement, he was actually very kind of honed in on what he meant by that. And knowing what I know now, I understand it much better. But just like you said, Clint, back then I was, I probably wouldn't have been able to understand it anyway. So, wow. So what is scavenging generally? Generally, That's way over my head even. Yeah, well, (laughs) uh, this is the beauty of the two-stroke is that the two-stroke is so simplistic in how it works, but at the same time, it's probably one of the more complicated engines out there when you really get down to the nitty gritties. And honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why manufacturers like the car manufacturers and stuff never really took hold to it because they, the engineers really couldn't wrap their heads around it. Yeah, they could, they could understand how it works, you know, at the core, but to really get maximum performance, you have to understand these little intricacies and these kind of black magic, you know, things about it. That, Port height and timing and all that. Yeah, it's it's not about that. It's it's you know, a four stroke is so sectioned off into these separate strokes you know you got your intake stroke you got your compression stroke you got your 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 combustion your exhaust and since everything's chopped up in those little instances you can concentrate on one of those in itself and perfect it but with a two-stroke you can't do that because as soon as you mess with one it affects all the other ones and it just you can either really screw it up or make it really great if you know what you're doing and so back to your, your question, uh, scavenging is basically the work of air going from the crankcase through the ports into the top of the piston, into the, into the cylinder area, and being able to push out the, the residual exhaust gas and being able to fill the cylinder. That's basically scavenging. And the pipe, hence why two-stroke pipes are fat, you know, have that nice fat gnarly look to them, right? Because that's all yeah. there for to help and aid in scavenging because that pipe actually creates a suction. So when the exhaust goes out down the pipe, you create a low pressure behind that pulse and that pulls actually fresh mixture out of the crankcase. A lot of people think it works the opposite. They think the, the piston goes down and compresses the crankcase and that compression in the crankcase forces the charge up to the top of the piston. It's actually kind of the opposite or at least that maximum horsepower or maximum uh, peak power in the RPM range, the pipe is really doing all the work. It's sucking really hard and pulling the charge around at the top of the piston. And then the reflecting wave on the stinger cone sends the wave back and then forces the, the charge back into the cylinder and traps it. And that's how you can kind of get a supercharge effect out of the two stroke and why they make so much power per size. I didn't know you were a genius too, Glenn. <laughs> No, I could have used all this years ago. I've been trying to figure that stuff out Um, forever. That's in general, basic things like. So so the exhaust basically becomes like once you fill a hose up with water and it starts to run downhill and then it creates like a vacuum that way. Basically, the exhaust, once you start pushing a bunch out, it kind of does the same thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you can liken like, okay, if if we look at the pipe as a whole. And we chop the pipe into the sections, right? So you have the belly, which is obviously the fat part, right? If you go towards the engine and you look at what's called the header section, right? The length of that 
header section versus the taper or the uh, some of the pipe gurus have all these names for them. I can't remember. I mean, you have to talk to Mitch and those guys. They'll tell you about it. But uh, the angle of attack and everything is what really creates the suction. So if you think about it, when the exhaust port opens and the and the pistons rushing down to open that port, the exhaust pulses out at such a at such a high rate of speed and it goes down this tube, but the tube is ever expanding. And if we know anything about the laws of velocity and airspeed, when things are expanding, they slow down. But if they're slowing down, they're also going to be drawing a vacuum behind it. So you're creating a low pressure, just kind of like what you're saying, Clint. So low pressure then creates you know, low pressure in the cylinder, which is then pulling the charge up behind it from the crankcase to the cylinder. It makes. So I got to watch this one again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a chalkboard, I'll be like... Uh... Goodwill hunting. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I guarantee you're gonna find flaws in what I'm saying too. No, but this is this is awesome. Yeah. You'll never hear this. So how's this this stuff compared to four stroke stuff? Oh, uh, four stroke is like four strokes are boring. They're just so boring. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, they're great. They're awesome to ride. They're torquey. They're you know smooth linear power. That part about them is fun. But when you boil them down into their nitty gritties, it's just like, all right, how much weight can I save? How fast can I spin this thing? And, you know, can I get my port shape optimized? And what is optimized? I don't think anybody really knows because you look at a port shape from this engine to that engine to this engine, you look at Formula One engines, they all have their own little tweaks and twibbles. And the average guy wouldn't even notice any difference, really. They're just kind of, this is what you get, you know, change, change the cams, change the, you know, valve overlap or whatever you want to do and there you go you got your power this explains why my buddy who i used to race with like he got out kind of before four strokes i think he had one or two but now he's just got chainsaws all over his garage and he's constantly porting chainsaws and buying chainsaws from all you know on ebay off from germany right. in his garage porting them and shit nice he's always talking to me about two strokes but i don't yeah it's weird i, I mean it's kind of ironic with the way my you know what's happening with me and my life and the company and everything. But I was the same way. I'm like, dude, four strokes are cool. I love cars. I actually did. You know, I had a, a time in my life where I was so big in the rotary engines. I was like, dude, rotary engines are the coolest thing ever. Even had an RX seven, you know, modded the crap out of it, blew it up a couple times, you know, all that typical rotary stuff. And then it wasn't honestly until I, I kind of took over, the company with dog and I kind of really was started to delve into the two stroke stuff. And I really became passionate about it. I'm like, dude, these things are so cool because they're so mythical almost how they, how they work and understanding that you have to be, you know, not a genius, but you have to really know your shit to, to, to make one of these things go really well. And what's, what kind of pisses me off too, is there's so many areas that could be that can still be developed on them. I mean, if you threw the money, the resources, and the technology that they have in the four strokes, you know, even in the motocross world, and put that into two strokes, they would they would absolutely destroy four stroke. I heard like really? the national anthem playing in the background while you were saying while you were giving that. Speech. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie MacLock and. Team Wolf the beer in the background and just Dude, left. You didn't even absolutely. see him. Why aren't you all over Ronnie Max shit? I don't know. I I want to. It's a good question. I send him some reads and shit with. A I think we actually have or something. I I want to say I think Dog knows. Uh, 
knows his dad pretty well. And they were talking one time at a supercross or something like that. And yeah. It was a, I don't really remember the whole story. So I'm not even going to try to remember to say it correctly. Well, so but, do you go to races? Um, not particularly. No, I, you're like my, me. My time, you just, that? you're like me. You just do all this stuff from your room. Pretty much. I mean, my, between, between work, I sometimes work on the weekends, depending on how either backup we are on, on doing, you know, uh, something that, you know, R and Ding something or a project or whatnot. And, you know, and being, you know, having time with my wife and my kid, you know, it's important to me. And so, I mean, I love races a lot, but I just, right now in my life to have to make the time to go to them. I just, it's not really my priority right now. So dog goes to the races as like face. Uh, he, goes the some, he goes to some of them. We honestly, we don't, we don't frequent the races like we used to back in the nineties. Well, I don't even mean all the time, but just like he does go periodically to. Yes, he does. Yep. Be in the scene. Yes. Be in the scene. I think he was at Unadilla actually. Year, that's so. why nick and i went to uh x games just so people could see that we're not just cgi on the computer <laughs> you guys we're not just uh, yeah. keyboard warriors yeah yeah here we are kinda... <laughs> i had to introduce everybody to nick i was like hey they this... still don't know who i am i was but... like this is my <laughs> i was like this is my co-host slash camera yeah clint's like this is my camera guy don't fucking talk to him <laughs> He is a guy who just drinks whiskey, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which That's I'm right. currently out of. Oh, boy. So, wait. So, what's like, as far as boys and what's the big sellers? Four strokes, two strokes? What do you, what's. Do you make small? anything for four stroke? Um, Performance wise, not really. I mean, our our big seller. Carb four, stuff, right? Our big seller with four strokes are the, are the clutch covers and water yeah. pump stuff. Oh, the, you you got a bigger water jacket for him? Yeah, what it is, it's the impeller. We have a, a patented uh, fin design on the impeller, which is much more efficient, higher flowing, less cavitation, and we couple that with our with a, a better designed cover that actually flows more to kind of just go hand in hand with the impeller. That's right, because I love caviar, but hate cavitation. Yes, no cavitation is no good. <laughs> But that's got to be like, I mean, that's four strokes. They're overheating, especially when we were doing freestyle on them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Constantly. Yeah. I should have got, well, actually, I only rode four strokes for one year. <laughs> and I didn't do anything to that. I bought it already done for freestyle, and I just rode it. And then people kept going, is that McNarl's old bike? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he had all kinds of problems with the motor. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> shut like, oh, the great. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a... So the majority of your stuff is two strokes still? Actually, I mean it's it's a good mixture. I mean we sell a lot of reeds still for two stroke guys. We actually supply uh, the reeds for all the OEM K, uh, KTM two stroke stuff. So if you're buying any new KTM or at least a, a 125 on up to the 300, um, they're all come with our reeds on them. With a rad valve or just no, no, just the reeds. They make their own block. Uh, we sell them the reeds. That's what they wanted. So. Got it. The Austrians are very specific. Very specific. We should see the drawing we got from them for the reeds. 
and there was a there was a couple design iterations that we suggested and it took quite a while for them to catch hold and realize oh yes this is better yes okay we run this do you (laughs) think at some point the um norwegians and the austrians probably fought each other maybe that's why they're still holding on to that (laughs) it's it's very possible who knows i mean maybe we raped and pillaged them back in the day i I don't know they probably had it coming oh what were they wearing Smugging, no, <laughs> yeah. later all smugging Austrian. Yeah, dancing around with their sausages. Or their <laughs> sausages or whatever Dude, those wooden clogs are sexy. Yeah. Don't be wearing right, them I'm going. This there. is a good point to go get more whiskey. And <laughs> take a leak. Yeah, you don't want to get too excited. Uh, shit, man, that's funny. Um, I don't like. Uh, I've put V forces on stuff, and they yep. hit so hard that it's I don't like it. I took it back off. I was like, "This yeah, is yeah." Well, I'm I'm obviously not going to sit here and bash a competitor. It's not my style. Well, I'm just I... telling you. Okay. Well, that's, I that's wasn't a fan. I was like, "This this is uncontrollable." Yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. A V force cage works in a lot of applications in a specific way. But, you know, our, what we do is, you know, we try to make a valve that's more well-rounded, you know? Well, even your YZ I rode, even though it was fast as shit, it wasn't like just a light switch and it didn't, it was still controllable, you know, and a rideable bike versus being like, that's obviously that came down to, to my dad's wizardry with the, with the engine, but the, the reed combo and the valve in there is really what helps that smooth, rideable transition. You know, obviously, if you're a you know a go kart guy, you're probably not going to want a dual stage setup because you're just all about maximum, you know, horsepower at peak RPM. You're not worried about the power spread, so right. who cares? You know, oh, I take that back. I think depending on the track they're on and what they're what the class it is, I'm sure they do care about it, but. To an extent. Yeah, to an extent. Um, what exhaust do you like the best? Oof. For what, two-stroke? Yeah. Mm. Man, I could answer all sorts of ways. Depends on who I want to please and yeah. what my sponsor <laughs> and everything. Well, I'm going to tell you that for my personal, when, and I've never tried a Bill's or anything crazy let's just say take the big two or even stock fmf and pro circuit i'm going pro circuit because uh the bike i had with the i think that the power curve i like it better and the way that they sound they sound so sick i i will agree that a, a pro circuit shorty silencer it's so crisp sounding it's freaking awesome and nice and deep it was nice and yeah. deep and crisp it was sick yep i i i think on my two my my 05 250 i think the pipe combo we ended up with that was a d a depth pipe or a dep whatever you want to call it yep with a stock silencer that gave the best performance all around i think now you know nick if you buy where was, 05, the, where was what if you buy O five YZ two fifty, that's the the exhaust combination. Well, where who, where's DEP? Who made that pipe? Where's it out of? Is that American? I don't know. I think they 
I could be very wrong. They might be a European brand. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I thought they were American. I thought it was some guy in like Massachusetts or something. That's it's possible. I don't. I don't. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. I only know that you know Scalvani's obviously you know European. You know FMF Pro Circuit those guys. But honestly, if if I was going to build a race a race bike today, like if if you know some Joe Schmo or some fast guy you know like Villapoto said hey build me a race bike I'd build my own bike because I think the pipes that that these guys are building are are for you know obviously for them for the masses so they have to be somewhat tuned down but I think if you know your stuff you know you can you can probably build a pretty decent pipe yourself okay Glenn next year we need and I'm saying we as in voice and racing needs mm-hmm. a guy in the 125 Dream Race series and somebody to race Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Oh, I I agree with that. You're the fucking two-stroke guy, so we need to we need to make that happen. Yeah, well, I trust me. I I have I have lots of dreams and aspirations. It's all about time and and I guess I guess you could say resources, but I. Uh, put it to you this way: I, I'm, I've been thinking about making kit, uh, not a kit, but aftermarket goodies. You know, if you could get a 125 with 45 horsepower, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fucking intense. Pretty sweet. Yeah, and we'll do a story on it, or uh, a 250, or whatever you build, and then that way all 35 of our listeners will know about it. And they'll, be all, <laughs> they'll be all stoked on it. It'll go viral. <laughs> It'll be yeah. it'll be viral, basically. Yeah, that's what we're saying. And I could convince my wife that the 125 is for my son in a couple of years. There, there you like go. Like ten. Whatever. We're gonna get this kid this dangerously fast. I gotta break it in. It's super fast. <laughs> I wad myself up on it. She's like, "We're selling it." <laughs> you can't. Poison owns it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put stickers on it so you can't crack the engine open. <laughs> <laughs> Believe I just send it back with the cylinder missing. Listen, I heard about, I heard about this mystery work. He's yeah. got a he's got a bike behind him that's been leaking oil for five years in the garage. I don't think you got to worry about him. Uh, it's a four stroke. It's boring. I bet I could start it the... and it would just run for a couple hours. Yeah, that's the first bike I've ever had that I bought aftermarket like engine stuff because either. Yeah. I don't know. I never got pipes or anything on my bike. I was always lighter or smaller. And my dad's like, these things are so fast factory. So either he didn't want me to get hurt or he was like, well, it's probably both. Don't get hurt and I don't have to buy a pipe and a silencer. I True. did. I, had I always a... wanted valves or uh, reed valves and I never. That's how I knew what that reed was instantly. I'm like, you go through like Racer X and Dirt Rider, eyeing up parts. And yeah. it was always bone stock. Yeah. Dude. Still get wadded up. Dude, boys and... Is the shit as far as like, yeah, you know, know, look at the companies that have that type of heritage. What is it, FMF, fucking Thor, which Thor wasn't even Thor at the time, I guess Fox, Boyce, and you know, like there's only a handful of companies that have been in it that long. I know when you're a kid going through the catalogs, you're just picking out shit, you're looking like Chaparral or Dennis Kirk. Yeah, I'm gonna get that, that. You... Unfortunately, that's one of the things that kind of scares me is, you know, or at least not scares me, but I feel a very big responsibility. 
to make sure that you know that heritage kind of keeps on going he's like i don't like the the last supercross i was at was here in east rutherford a few years ago yeah you know, and i'm driving the boys and van we're going to go park or whatever and and of course you know driving through the parking lot some drunk people are out there you know pre-game in it and these dudes are like us. yeah boys yeah super cooler and i'm just like wait is that what we're known for now is super coolers like <laughs> i mean i guess i guess so like to these younger generation that grew up only knowing four strokes it's like yeah i guess all we have for them is a super cooler i guess well that's what i was wondering like what's the big what's popular now with poison like obviously two stroke but did you yeah, guys but I mean, yeah but just like you said with a four stroke i mean that's kind of what it is it's what we what we do is you know covers and super coolers i mean trust me there's a daily basis is all right what can we make for these things there's didn't you lot. do like a uh whatever's at the bottom the quick shot thing yep that was the one boys and thing i got to get because then i was older and i was starting buying stuff from my own bike i'm getting something it's gonna make a difference what's a quick I shot know. i don't even know what that is it's on the bottom of your carb is. what it was a it was a uh it was a piece of kill the delay right exactly it was an accelerator pump uh, piece that we put on the bottom of the carb to aid the basically those. I mean, did you ever ride a a, a carbureted four show coin? No, I avoided no. that. What a snob! <laughs> what a, he's basically a millennial. I rode a I fucking a two stroke. I, I rode a two stroke until 2016. How about that? <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Thinks that gives him street cred. Yeah. Maybe 15. I think I got that. I had the quick shot and I had like a rubber pad under my car because I thought, I think it's right when I started hitting ramps and I was trying to lose the, the bog when it was bottoming out. Oh, okay. Right. So then I started going faster so I could just blast through it and then yeah, that didn't work out either. Yeah. And like we, we sold a crap ton of those quick shots. I kind of, kind of wish your opportunity was there again with some other, you know, idea for these newer four strokes honestly they're so damn good they're so damn fast there's hardly any problems with them and it's hard to really got to come out with something for like electric bikes like fucking it's like an amp for a system yeah yeah the yeah. problem is yeah. you can already you can already do that you just go into the to the settings to, yeah to the uh control <laughs> unit you just dial in the kilowatts there all right you break in you hack in so all right deliver more kilowatts that's what hour. you need to make a hacker sell that hack yeah, people, trust me, I'm sure it's already being done already. Some dude in his pajamas <laughs> down in his parents' bedroom or basement doing it, so. Well, buy that guy and sell it as the boys in hack. <laughs> yeah, right. Capture him. Yeah. Did your dad ever do anything with suspension? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah? He, he made some he crazy was, rear end, right? Yeah, his. I think suspension was probably his second greatest passion other than engines was suspension and uh i had all sorts of he was constantly constantly revalving his forks and his shock and he said piss me off like that let's just go riding like oh i, I gotta do this first I'm like all right whatever like but but yeah no he he had a something called the link bike something you should probably look it up that's what we call it, it. the boys i sure seen it i'm sure you have bob hannah rode it to a, a GP uh, championship against Johnny O'Mara in 1986 and uh, beat him. Johnny O'Mara ran out of gas in the second moto. It was a pretty historic event, I guess. But 
that's actually a pretty cool story because uh my dad had made a couple of these these link bikes for for various people i mean roger DeCoster rode one rick johnson rode one uh he made them for team kawasaki in europe so nobody really notable uh, yeah, exactly. No one really notable. <laughs> but I remember, or I don't remember, I remember hearing the story. And my dad would say is that uh, Bob Hanna, Team Suzuki actually came up, came up to the track, Fields Hill, Clint, that you were at, right? Which is my brother's place now. Yeah. Right? And back in those the days, castle. It, was just, it was the local the local racetrack that my my dad always used to go to. Mega, mega hills. Super shaly, bumpy as all get out. Team Team Suzuki came there to test. My dad brought the link bike for Bob Hanna to ride. And Bob kind of looks over the bike, scours at it, says, All right, well, what's the deal with this bike? You know, kind of like what's what's its thing, right? And right away I think one of the engineers like, oh, I guess it has a like an extra inch or two of travel which really wasn't its main thing. It just was kind of a byproduct. And right away, Bob scoffed at it. It was like, oh, well, it's not going to work. You know, I've, I've ridden bikes that have more travel and they just don't work. But what he didn't realize is that it was, that was only the tip of the iceberg of what the, the system actually did. And he went out and rode it. And my dad said he didn't even come back down. He just rode it for 40 minutes straight, came back, said, wow. This thing is unbelievable. You've given me a new reason in life to actually race and ride. He's like, I want to race this at the USGP. So my dad. I wish I could pull up a picture of this because it's fucking. It's gnarly. Find a couple different versions. Well, pretty wild. Have you? I'm sure if any of the any of the the viewers or listeners have been to the any of the pro races, have been to Legends and Heroes uh, rig. Yeah. Yep, they have they have that bike, that Bob Hanna bike that he won on there, and that is the link bike there. Nice. Normally I can pull up pictures in the podcast, but it's not linking no, up. No, I can't. But it's, it's it's wild looking. He lives in the flyover state, Glenn, and they don't they only give him so much internet at a time. I was trying to give Clint some play because we're on Facebook. I can't do it on Facebook. They figure out too much fucking. You we know got corn. I mean? information at once they'll just yeah. lose it all right all right <laughs> shit dude why have we not talked in like 20 years i don't know dude i i was actually thinking the other day i was like you know we were you know we were riding racing and all of a sudden we kind of like both dropped off the face of the earth uh, maybe it was that crazy Halloween night that set it off. I don't remember. There you but. go. I mean, this is about the time we should get into that. We're about now. Oh, yeah, let's let's hear it. Um, you went to school. You went away to school. Yes, I did. He went away to like high school. Yeah, I went to a private high school, a church high school. So it was. Oh, honestly, cheers to that. Clint yeah. didn't go to one. I this is, got sent to a Catholic yo, school. His Wait. whole school. He told his friends stories about me. They all thought I was a maniac. I thought you were a maniac, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear some Clint stories. Oh, gosh. I mean, what what rating uh, is this is this show? Yeah, give her. I mean, you, 
I feel like you're not going to. It don't say, matter. Say whatever yeah, you you're want. You're not going to say anything. anything. Glenn's not going to say anything that's going to be worse than what we've already had on this show. I can guarantee that. Right. Okay. But I just remember that that trip out to Ohio with you was was the eye opener. I mean, you and I talked a couple times at the races, yada yada yada, and you're like, "Hey, let's go out to Ohio." I'm like, "Okay, cool, whatever. I don't really know this guy, but fuck it, let's go." You know, and we're driving out there, and oh, you're talking about you know tanning salons and what happened there and freaking <laughs> hookers and you know i was just like wow what the who who am i what what the fuck there were no on? hookers like, at the tanning salon she was just, no not not she was just salon. older yeah she was like 26 was that at the time i was probably like 19 she was 26 we worked at the tanning salon together so i just remember, basically yeah yeah. Got molested. Uh, it didn't sound like he got molested. It sounds like <laughs> let's no. It, he's pulling a he too. He's gonna take her to court. No, twenty years later. Like to find her he's again. Take the, t- the two of them to court. Remember? <laughs> like to find her because she's in retirement. She was fine. Could, no, I'd like to find her again. She's collected social security. <laughs> um. So then you come out here. I guess it's Halloween. Yeah, so I then I remember. Yeah, I was I was in school at that point down near Philadelphia, and you're you're like, hey, you should come up, you should come out here to New Jersey, and you know we can go riding or whatever. You can. I just remember you're like we got to we got to ride at March track. You can stay you can stay with me, and then the next day we'll go to. I I don't know what the heck it was called or even, but that that where track, was that next track? I don't know. It was like a it was flat kind of big jump super crossy almost and it had like a an area that was lower than the other one that was mark's track no no it wasn't mark's track it was some other track he took me to it was like a half hour away from Mark's. it must have been that same track that actually uh i had that, that video at yeah probably and i just remember that like you know I, I wasn't really a jumper back in those days and i was like all right so these are some not huge jumps but the amount of jumps on the track i'm like all right this is something to get used to here and then after i kind of got i'm like all right this is this is such a blast and i remember well, of course you and i were both hung over at, at this track right yep and i remember there was like this little kind of whoop section out of a corner out of the left hander that i was quadding out of and i oh this is fun you know and, and you're like dude that's sweet you know quadding out of that and i think you were like wheel tapping or something like that coming out of it and i just remember i i Dude, I got so cross-strutted coming out of it and just freaking bit the dust so hard. And I totally blame the, the, the hungoverness for that one. Probably. That, that, <laughs> that sounds about right. As did everybody that rides with Clint. Yes, totally. So tell us about Halloween night. You After you uh, said something about it, I um, like vaguely remember a little bit. But I don't. Uh, I'm sure you probably have a better recollection of this than I do. Oh, yeah, I pretty vivid. <laughs> <laughs> mind you, mind you, I'm 17 years old at this at this point in time. I'm a I'm a little church boy, church here, and uh, you know, and my world is getting kind of blown open here, you know, with Clint. But uh, so wait, how old? You're 17. How old's Clint? Clint was, I think, I think Clint was 19. How old are you now? 
Me, I'm 36. Okay, I'm 39. Okay, so yeah, you're probably right around 1920 or whatever. Yep. But I just remember we we rode at Mark's earlier that day. We went back to your parents' house, you know, took showers, ate some dinner or whatever, and then we, we both zoomed back to Mark's because that's where the party was at, right? Well, from what I heard, it's where the party was always at, right? So uh, we're hanging out there drinking, you know, I'm drinking beers, you know, and I, I, tons of people there crazy and you know mark of course is talking my head off he's oh that's right and i remember him and junior were just we're, we're riding right and we're taking a break and they come bombing in with freaking you know cases of beer and they come up and you know and you know i remember mark's like dude your bike sounds so sick man all your boys and bikes sound so ridiculous you know and i'm like yeah dude you know they they're sound pretty wicked and i'm like and they leave and i'm like clint Dude, he's he's drunk. Like, you know, back in you know, back at this point in my life, like I don't like I can't operate during the day. And Clint's like, dude, they've been drunk for the past three days. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like that was like the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? Uh so here's a little um side note. Mark <laughs> and Dog used to ro- used to race together. They're like yes. right about the same age, so they knew each other good. So he he yep. knew. Uh, Mark who? Is this a Moto Pimp Mark? Is it? No, no, no. Uh, Mark Pillion. He's a older. He's basically like. Glenn's gonna love this. Like my mentor, in like riding and pride partying. I didn't make right, it. Sorry. I didn't make. I said Mark's probably my mentor in riding and partying. No. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Clint's like, they've been drunk for three days. Yeah. We're going to be drunk for drunk four. Three days. And guess what? We're getting drunk tonight. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're at, we're at Mark's that night drinking, you know, having a good time. I'm just kind of, you know, watching all the shenanigans go down. I'm pretty reserved guy. So I'm not really getting into anything. Especially like then. Him. Especially then. He, well, and I don't know him now, obviously, but he was a young kid, so he didn't say anything yeah i oh, and i remember you brought one of your buddies with you. he's like some football guy or whatever he was kind of a meathead i don't know I Louis? He went what's that louie probably that maybe he was kind of big yeah kind of italian looking maybe yeah sounds Dark like hair. yeah but, hey hey he, was, he went down to the basement you know where they were obviously doing some illegal stuff down there and <laughs> coming up or whatever and and then and then i'm like just as I'm kind of getting into this, I'm like, all right, we're having a, a, you know, I'm having a decent time. I feel pretty good. Clint's like, all right, we're going. I'm like, wait, where are we going? Like, I was getting comfortable here. Yeah. I was just getting comfortable. He's like, no, we're going to another party. I'm like, but wait, you're drunk. You know, he's like, so, you know, and I'm like, well, who's going to drive? He's like, well, me. I'm like, oh gosh. (laughs) We'll get there faster. And so we're in your white Jimmy, right? It was was black. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, black. It was a Chevy S10 Blazer for everybody. Yes, that's right. The square body, because it was the older ones, like a 95 or something. I just remember uh, Mark's uh, driveway. Long dirt driveway, yeah. Long dirt driveway with like a little... 90 degree left in it. Yeah, Yeah. 90 degree left. (laughs) So, of course... Oh, you're fishtailing that. If you're leaving, if you're... Well, apparently I tried. Yep, so we left. We're drunk. I'm sitting in the back seat 
holding on for dear life. Your buddies in the in the you know sitting shotgun, and I'm just like thinking, oh my gosh, we're gonna die, are we? And you just, I mean, I'm like, all right, let's just you know, let's just remain calm, let's just go, to the, you know. And you, you're like, you're like, no, 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 I got this, I'm fine. And you just bury your foot in it, and just like, just like what you said, Nick, he just starts going sideways, just fish town. I'm like, oh my gosh, you serious right now? And, and he just, he's not letting off. There's these huge potholes and we literally start jumping the thing. I see the thing about air, right? Jumping through, through these potholes. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, shit, isn't that 90 degree left-hander coming up? And then I, I just remember hearing Clint go, oh shit. And just like yanks the wheel to the left. <laughs> the Jimmy just goes sliding like, like freaking WRC style through the corner, goes up on two wheels almost roll the thing over somehow he saves it and avoids hitting the trailer parked in the side there from his excavating company right and and just goes hauling ass and just doesn't let off he's just you know load <laughs> just wf on <laughs> just going for it right well, that's what i was getting the speed for the turn right but then what about all the speed for the for the road that we we're about to hit right which is like a you know a pretty major I think two lane road or whatever. Yeah, Sussex Turnpike. Yeah, and and he just dude he just yanked the wheel went totally sideways sliding onto it sideways <laughs> just like I think we careened through two cars. I'm just like, wow, like we almost died there. I was yelling at you in the back seat. You and your buddy were just laughing your asses off. <laughs> and I, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then this is so sorry. Go ahead. This is just so good to hear because I've only seen Clint like chill and yelling at this me is, for like not not that I do that, yeah. but like calm down, chill out. Like he's always. Yeah, this is I don't know. this is before I smoked weed, Nick. Yeah, this is before he got. Old. Or you were the the older guy running shows with younger riders. They're like, go to bed, shut the fuck up, <laughs> getting mad at everybody. Because yeah. I know what you assholes will do. I've done it. Don't trash the hotel room. <laughs> we got a fucking ride tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess the highlight of the story, to wrap it all up, was I believe it was on the way to this first party. We got pulled over by the cops. <laughs> and, I, and I, of course, I'm in the back. We're all underage. And I'm just like, holy shit, we're all going to jail. My dad's going to kill me. My mom's going to disown me. I'm like, what the hell's going to happen? I'm not going to be able to go to go to high school anymore and and here and Clint's like that's cool just just you know just relax I could barely keep my cool in the back the cop who walks up to us license and registration you know and just hey where are you guys going tonight you know and now oh, we're just going to a party no big deal all right cool well you guys be safe and and just let us off I'm like, like obviously this is a random pullover looking for drunk drivers which we obviously were and he just for whatever reason just blew us off i'm like wow that was ridiculous and we ended up so that happens we go to this party the party was a bust we end up going to another party on the way to the other party we get pulled over again <laughs> by another cop I'm sitting there for sure thinking, all right, this is it. We're done, right? <laughs> and at this one, I'm really freaking out because Clint actually made like a right-hand turn kind of wide around the car and kind of drifted into the other <laughs> the other uh, oncoming traffic, which was great right where the cop was. 
Jersey thinking, driving. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're totally fucked Normal. Up. Totally. And then cop comes comes over, takes Clint, takes him out of the car. I'm like, oh no, this is it. You know, and, and his his buddies just like like I don't know what his buddy's doing at this point. I think he was so <laughs> I don't know, high or whatever. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is it. It's just me back here. I got to keep my composure, whatever. I remember we, we even took, like, it was a costume party we had to go to. So we took trash bags, cut holes in them, and then wore them for some stupid-ass reason. I don't, I don't know why. And, and I just remember, you, like, I could just kind of hear you and the cop kind of chatting in the background. And then I, I hear, okay, thanks, officer. Yep, yep, no problem. And then you just come back in the car. He's like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? He's like, he's like I don't know. He just, like, kind of gave me a warning and we're going. I'm like, again? Like, really? Like, how lucky can one guy get, right? You had to be a little disappointed that you guys weren't getting arrested. Like, you didn't want to, but also you had to get back in the car with Clint <laughs> driving. True, right. Yeah, I should have just taken over. You're, you're like, can, honestly, can, will no one stop this point. guy? Will no one stop him? <laughs> you're held hostage in the back seat. Yeah, basically. So then we end up going back to Mark's house because that party was a bust. We go back to Mark's house, drink more, party hard. Original party you went back to now. Yes, the original party. And we leave and we're like on our way home. And at that point, it's like four in the morning or three in the morning. And I'm, I'm just falling asleep basically in the back. And as far as I know, we're going home. Right. And all I just remember doing is waking up in the back seat with the cherries and berries going again. And there's another <laughs> cop behind us. And I'm just like, are you flipping kidding me right now? three times i'm like this is it we're done and i remember i think saying like a snarky comment to to clint at that point like dude if we get pulled over i'm literally or if we go to jail i'm literally killing you right now like and, and no we got let off again somehow I, I don't know how maybe he gave the guy a handy in the back time. <laughs> clint's go-to move the handy you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do man yeah, I said no homo. So <laughs> that's why I would fake real, getting real nervous before every show. I'd start throwing up, and Clint's like, "You gotta fucking ride." I'm like, "I can't." <laughs> all right, I'll do the handy again. All right, I'll ride. <laughs> that's why no you. Homo. That's why you rode like that. You were too relaxed. I'm so chill. So chill. Oh shit. Oh, what a maniac! Yeah, Little you don't know. remember any of that, really. Uh. I do you telling the st- <laughs> you telling the story like I do remember um some of it now I couldn't have uh told that story myself like going from one party to the other and all that I right. do remember you bringing it up I do remember getting pulled over three times in one night and uh <laughs> after you said it I do remember like uh almost hitting that trailer in the driveway but I yeah. never would have put it together. Like, I wouldn't have remembered that on my own. <laughs> In sequential order? I wouldn't have remembered any of those instances if he hadn't brought them back up to me. Yeah. This is why the boysons understand two strokes. They can take complex maneuvers yeah. and situations. We, uh, and We just yeah, simulate the whole process and just can 
They remember the formula, all that bullshit. Regurgitated. So. Dude, I got a bunch of friends that are like that. They're like, hey, do you you don't remember blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, that sounds awesome, but no, I don't. <laughs> sounds, I bet that was a blast. I bet that was super fun, but I don't remember it at all. It's gone. We're the two worst guys to be doing a podcast together because at least one of us should remember shit. Yeah, it's been wiped off the hard drive. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I rebooted. You know that. I did the, what's that thing that Hillary did to her? Uh, bleach bit? There you go. I've yeah. Been bleach bit. We've been bleach bit so hard. <laughs> I think it's called Budweiser bit, right? I think it's called concussion yeah. bit is what it's oh, called. Yeah, that'll do it. Cause well, he... after you get concussed, then you black out real fast. Yeah. Yeah. People Dude. are like, I didn't know you were blacked out. It's like, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you weren't fighting people and stuff. It's like, no, I was fine. I just don't I recall. And I ran out of tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I forget. I was going to tell you something about memory, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I was going to tell you something about memory. <laughs> Oh. oh shit! Oh. This has been an, like our most informative podcast. We need to for have sure. A, you need to put on a lab coat and like go over the highlights of the podcast. Yeah, I'll just blow smoke up your up your ass the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we don't Good. even know whether he was lying to us or not. Cause like these fucking idiots, He's like all to these the whole idiots time. are gonna be scavenging. Yeah. Fucking dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a dribble to a lot of trying to scavenge stuff out of my four stroke. What a moron. <laughs> moran. Uh, so you're still right in the same area, right? Yep. Yep. Business uh, is still right where it was. Okay, cool. So you're not far. Um, yeah, so you're still in Jersey area, right? Well, um, back in jersey area back in jersey right so he um, says with a depressed voice yeah, yeah a little bit depressed but yeah. i'd be depressed too it's all right uh, you're fucking like two and a half hours away i know but at least i don't have to cross the border to get there <laughs> it's true they tax us every way you can't do you realize yep. that you can't leave new jersey in any direction without hitting a toll yep you don't get i'm in illinois you do it's when you leave yeah, well, because nobody wants to come in. I think it's the right. mafia. They're like, it probably is. Oh, you're gonna pay to leave. I'm gonna make you pay. <laughs> <laughs> that was like terrible. That was I'm bad. Make you pay. I'm gonna make you pay. It's a very difficult situation. Uh, so maybe uh, because I'm doing more videos and stuff, maybe I'll come out there <clears throat> one day and we'll. Tour and we'll look for that cylinder, the special cylinder. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And then we'll get real drunk and drive around drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm driving this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. This time I'm gonna make you smoke weed. Ah, uh, no thanks. How about that? No, 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 no. I'm gonna make you take Clint, CBD. We went to we went to Christian high schools. Yeah, seriously, dude. You can't convince us. Listen, God made weed. Man made beer. No, we made... No. It's all mixed up. God turned water into wine, not beer, dude. 
It's true. That's why. Yeah, but the monks drank beer and, and made the Bible. So that's where we're going. <laughs> and then somebody else made whiskey. I can't, I don't know who, leprechauns or some but shit. The, but weeds are made by the creator, dude. I'm not arguing that. I just don't do weeds. I just don't smoke pot. Oh, dang, the snake argument. Didn't What'd you say? One. So are snakes. So are snakes? Yeah. Well, why do you make them? Got you, bitch. Dude, he made snakes to eat mice. Do you want mice? So a pot's supposed to eat what, then? Your brain? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Getting you. Listen, the uh, time that I almost died when Nick was there, smoking weed after that just made me not freak out. Oh, I totally believe it. That was, was like Clint was being a little bitch. I smoked just to be normal. Otherwise, I was just charging around the house, fucking. And by the end of the day, I was like, I have not accomplished anything. <laughs> I just walked around the house all day. Thought I was doing something. Then at least I smoked and just sat on the couch and did nothing. Then I knew I was doing nothing. I'm aware of my nothingness. And I had no more snacks either. All the snacks are gone. Blazed through him. <laughs> he gained 40 pounds. Yeah. No. <clears throat> All right. Looks like we've run out of things to talk about. Any other good stories, Glenn, that you got? I'm just... Um, trying to think here. We used to party at Hurricane a little bit. Or at least hang out there. Talk to the score. Oh, that's right. I remember girls. you and I, we, we hung out. Uh, you and Dilla. One that one night, oh, that yeah. huge bonfire. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't start this bonfire though. I just no, to you be did not. No, but there you go. Know, typical Unadilla crowd, you know, couch burners and. But I just remember, like, there was like a fifty foot radius around this campfire, and it, uh, one of your friends was there. I I totally don't remember his name. He had, like blonde hair, skinny guy. Oh, um, I don't know who you're talking about, but I, I wasn't there. I don't remember no, his name either, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but I just remember some some dipshit went and threw like you know they were throwing stupid stuff on into the fire, right? I think contact cleaner cans and shit. Yeah, exactly. Contact cleaner cans. And that and barrel then, was right next to Ben Firestone's fucking yes, box van. Yep. Exactly, and people were trying to like push push the box fan into the fire. We had, like we had like went over there and like woke him <laughs> up. Like, dude, you need to move your arm. Yeah. you're gonna get toasted. Sounds like red bud. I do remember that. Yeah, cops came in on horses. Yep, and they're oh yeah, and remember there was a, there was that was like right when the the Yamaha four strokes came out, right? And there was a guy. They were like doing burnouts or something in the. <laughs> back there and this drunk guy's dude like dude we need to get one of those diesel yamahas yeah yeah that was a good one i didn't cause any of that though no, no. i kept i we didn't were... even do we didn't even do board burnouts because i didn't qualify for sunday yeah because that's right. what was going on yeah, Anybody... you were loopy, so you're like hey let's just go party that and was, I was like, well, I just won my amateur race, so yeah, sure, let's go party. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. He said that Hurricane was the only one he did okay at, yet he won the amateur race at the National on Amateur Day. 
Yeah, but there's nobody there. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Don't downplay it. Just you, dude, well, that's the thing, though. When Glenn felt like there was nobody there, he would be the fastest man in the country. And then if somebody was there that he thought was fast, he just wouldn't ride like Glenn. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? How is that guy beating you? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've had that conversation with Glenn several times. I go, how the fuck did that guy beat you? And he's like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Just didn't ride good. Hey, I, I guess I was the I was the, the first Tomac, I guess, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm but sure not, there's been plenty. I'm sure. Quite the speed, right? Just, I'm sure there's been plenty. No. There's tons of guys That's, that are fast until they get like, or like good at whatever until they get pressure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's going to be the only thing we post from tonight's thing is like, just I'm me the first show Mac. Yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> you should probably just edit that out. Actually. Glenn Boysen <laughs> calls out Tomac. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Clickbaity. <laughs> That's clickbaity enough to work, Glenn. You're... Yeah. We're going to edit. We're going to chop up everything you've said. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I have some good story. I mean, my racing career was pretty short lived. I mean, I didn't really get get a chance to make anything of myself in it, but I had some pretty good battles with with uh, Dave Janolfi, you know, your fellow New Jerseyman, right? Yeah. I remember after I graduated high school at the at the church school there, right? I was like all gone <laughs> home, like, all right, um, I'm gonna turn pro. I'm gonna be serious. I'm gonna start training my ass off. I'm, I'm going for it, right? And literally that next weekend after graduating, I tore my ACL. And I was like, are you uh, kidding me? And it was probably one of those brutal uh, injuries I, I went through. I had, had surgery on it. My, my uh, knee ended up getting infected. And it was, it was just, a, it was really nasty. So it was like nine months before I could even like walk on my knee, like legit walk on it. Jeez. And so at that point, when I was actually able to start riding again, it was, you know, it was fall heading into winter. My dad's like, Hey, why don't you move out to California, get a head start?" You know, at that point, my sister and her family were living out there. So I was going to go out there and live with them and start riding. Why not? It's beautiful weather out there. Don't have to worry about the winter like you do here on the, on the East coast. So I went out there and what's funny is I, I went to my, to the first, no, 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 sorry. Second, second place I went was Glen Helen, right? And I am not known for riding well in the sand. Now, granted, Glen Helen's not really a sand track, but it's probably the most sandiest thing I've ever ridden on. And guess who was there? It was Dave Janolfi. He was there training in the off season, just like I was doing. And I was like, oh, all right, so. You know, and it, the funny thing is I didn't notice them until I was on track riding and dude, I was going so slow. I'm like, all right, I've been off the bike all, you know, almost a year. No idea what I'm doing. I'm so uncomfortable in the sand. What the hell is going on? And here this dude flies by me and I look at the Jersey and it says Janolfi. I'm like, wait, Janolfi. I'm like, is that the same Janolfi? I'm like, no, no way. Get back to my truck. You know, and I, I kind of like looking around for him. And sure enough, I see Dave over over his van. I'm like, what the hell? Like, really? And dude, the, he was hauling ass. And I'm like, 
wow, that's all it took was me one bad, one bad off season, and he had an off season and just killed it. And he's like now twice as fast as I was. I'm like, wow, that was demoralizing. Yeah, but first ride back, Glenn. Second sound, ride back. You sound like an overachiever here. It's settled down. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. Really, probably the nail in the coffin, and honestly, not the reason I quit racing, but but leading up to the reason I quit racing, I I was had been out in California for about a year, year and a half. I was getting pretty quick, hitting all the local hot spots back in those days, which was you know, like you know Lake Elsinore. Would always go to Glen Helen on Thursdays. I would go to Star. Star West, what it was called, uh, Kahila Creek, you know, all the all the big places, right? And uh, I was at Glen Helen for it was like I think it was the weekend right before the national. So the tra- and so all the pros were there getting ready for the national, and dude, it was so gnarly. Like I literally could barely make it around the track like just riding normally, let alone trying to go fast. The ruts were so deep. It was like legit national uh, stature, right? Dude, the the choppiness, the square edges on the bundle holes, I was just totally out of my comfort zone. There was this, you know, the typical huge tabletop that they used to have there back in those days, which I could jump on any, any given day. On that day, it was ruts all the way up the face and ruts all the way down the backside and ruts lasting like another 25 feet after the backside. I'm just like, no, thank you. Like I'll just, you know, put my skirt on and I'll just go over this little thing and ride the backside of it because I ain't about to kill myself in this thing. And here I hear this little, little bike behind me, like ripping it. I'm going dude, this, this kid's hauling ass. Right. And we come up to the tabletop. I hit the brakes, go over the top, you know, jump out halfway, land, and here this little fucking 80, 80cc guy jumps over my head. <laughs> and I just kind of look up and I'm like, holy crap, and lands right in the ruts, wide open, just ass off the back of the seat, railing through these ruts. And I'm looking at the back of the jersey and it says Bill Toto. I was like, oh, I'm like, I've heard of this kid. And there I finally got to see him, and he just made me look like a little pussy. It was unbelievable. And there I was crazy what makes people like another level. Yeah. Like what what, what clicks with them that makes that? I think they don't don't have any fear, I guess. I don't know. Like, I just, it was was mind blowing. And I I just, I literally packed it up and went home after that. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm going. demoralizing to say the least i was at uh i have a similar story when i realized that racing wasn't going to work i was at broom and they had the pro section yeah uh and uh so you go up the pro section then you like uh do like a turn you come over that hill you come down and there's like a crest and then it drops down again to a steep hill and then you would make a right and go back up Right. So over that crest, like to the second hill, I was wheeling in like four bumps and I was pat making passes on Saturday and qualifying. I still didn't even qualify, but I would wheelie in the first four bumps and I would just barely make the outside. And I was like passing people in that section. And then I watched Wyndham the next day and he wheelied the first 14 bumps and made the inside line. 
And I was like, <laughs> that's like two and a half seconds in like 150 yards. Like, I need to yeah. figure something out because I'm not going that fast through that section yeah. ever. It's never going to happen. It's, it is demoralizing. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, that's why they're, they're the pro, they're the top professionals. I mean, I don't know what it is. Obviously it's, you know, the amount of riding they do, the amount of probably pressure they have of some sort, either by themselves or parents or whatever that force them to ride at the level they do. But yeah, it's, but that's, what's crazy. It's like, <clears throat> if say you play basketball you know the difference from like what you do and what you see on TV. Motocross is one of the few ones where like you could be at the same track as somebody and be like, I rode that and I know what I do on that section. I know what they do on that section. You know, like I, I followed LaRocco. He was on a 125 at Redbud one time. He just showed up randomly and it was this little step up and I hadn't hit it all week, you know, weekend or whatever. And I followed him over it and I was on 250F. And the next thing I know, he's like, I'm following him. I'm like, oh, I'll hit it this time. Scrubs it off the top. So I didn't scrub it. So I'm just launching over this thing. I'm like, fuck, he hit this thing way too fast all the way into the rollers. But you're just like, they're at a totally different level. And then he just disappeared on the 125. Yeah. Who was that? But they're just, uh, huh? Who was that? Morocco, you said? Yeah, Morocco. He showed up on a CR 125 randomly at Redbud for an open practice day. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, he was so fast. It was like I got lapped twice in like, I don't know, however many. You only get so many laps in open practice. Yeah. I got lapped by Pastrana uh, on the 80 when I was on an 80. When I was trying to qualify for Loretta's at the regional, I was racing against uh, – Stewart was in my class in 125. He just moved up to B, right? And uh, I thought I had the whole shot until the second corner, and he had the whole shot. And I literally saw him for till the next corner. And that was the last time I saw him. <laughs> and then I come off the track and I'm like, yo, dad, how, like, how, how, how far ahead of was he? He's like, well, he almost lapped you. I'm like, holy crap. Really? In five laps, he almost lapped me. Yeah. But that's the fastest dude on the planet. Yeah. It was crazy. That's not, I got lapped by uh Carmichael twice at, um, race of champions good you deserved it and, yeah, I, did. and I wasn't Piece even like in last or anything <laughs> I was probably like 10th well it's Carmichael dude I know that's good so were you were you jumping that whole uh, what, what did they call that jump the huge double in the middle well, yeah, no, there was a big double in the middle, but you know the big, the big mound jump where you're like the elevator. Kind of, yeah, the elevator. That yeah, of course. That thing was massive. Who's flipping it in practice, dude? I uh, you're hit... double, you're double back flipping it. I, <laughs> I did go back there the last day and do like lazy boys on it and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. before they moved it, but um, I hit it on a one twenty five. Never double flipped it, just to clarify. I never do- okay. I never even back flipped it. Just he, so everybody he bitched knows. out on the double flip. That's right. Just in my whole life, I bitched out on the double flip. But <laughs> uh, I hit that thing. There happened to be like a kicker all the way to the left one time, and I hit it first lap on a 125, probably like fourth gear wrapped, and went flat on it. 
on the nice. elevator. But no, he got me. So there was at that time all the way to the very back corner. There was this huge sand berm and uh, coming out of it was like a sand triple. Well, at least to about five people, there was a sand triple because I tried it like three times in practice. I hit a third gear completely wrapped out, case the shit out of it. I hit a fourth gear, you know, lugging a little bit, case the shit out of it. <clears throat> so I was like, well, let me try third again, case shit out of it again. This is in practice. Last lap, last moto of the day at Race of Champions, which you can imagine what the track was like at that point. He comes around me like lugging and triples out of the fucking corner still. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> By the end of the straightaway, I don't even know where he was. He was yeah, so far gone. Well, Clint, you probably needed to, to jet your bike probably better and maybe change that <laughs> piston because it probably had a hole in it, you know, like we went to Ohio, remember? Um, I do remember Unadilla the year that I had you guys port my bike, and then um, you're like, that bike doesn't sound right. And then when I got home and I looked, the power valve wasn't hooked up. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, I remember. So I guess we didn't really finish the story of going to Ohio, but we went all drove all the way to Troy, Ohio, finally make it to Troy, Ohio to race both you and I, right? Amateur day. Yeah. You didn't have I your boots my, or I something. I forgot my boots. Yeah. I forgot my boots. And I didn't have money to buy boots there. So guess what? I didn't race because I got these small little size 10s and Clint's got what? This big freaking you know, Eagle's claws over there. No, I wear a size 10 too. I probably had an 11 at that time, but I wear a size 10. You wear 10.5s. Yeah, maybe I was wearing nines at the time. I don't, I don't know. But I just remember that. And then I remember you were like, you go out for practice and you come back and you're like, dude, my bike's so slow. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound that good. Like, Something doesn't sound right about it. I mean, granted, it was a Honda 125. They were pretty slow. They were super um, slow. I remember, you know, you were eyeing up the Widowmaker. You're like, I got to hit this Widowmaker. You're like, I'm going to hit it first lap in, in the moto. I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. And I remember I, I'm watching you. The gate drops. You go out there, and sure enough, you go to hit it, and you case the shit out of it. I mean, you weren't <laughs> even close to making it. I mean, but I and you come back. I remember you come back. You don't even finish the moto. You come back, you're like, I think there's something wrong with my bike. <laughs> like, yeah, I think there's something wrong with your bike too, because you can't even huck this this double that everybody else is hucking. I'm like, and I think we took the, I think I took the head off there or something. And yeah, there was a there was a hole in the piston or something like that. I'm like, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> you all have that on those big jumps. <laughs> yeah. Well. You were messing with the magic of the two-stroke. I know. If Boysen had sponsored up. me, I would have made that double and the mains. And then yeah. it, my whole career he would have been He just tapes a reed on top of the hole of your piston. Yeah. <laughs> You're just You'll go that. so much further. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, dude. <clears throat> you guys got you to get up early and go in and does dog stand over you and yell at you? He's like, what's it? How come he's not doing R&D? That guy rode for a hundred years. Yeah, uh, uh, he well, based on my dad passed, he kind of took. He was, you know, in charge of the company for for all those years until him and I actually officially took over. So he kind of was already wearing the the hat. I mean, he does more of the the business stuff. You know, like he 
deals with all the the ins and outs of it that I frankly don't really want to deal with, you know, and not to say that he doesn't want to be an R and D he very well might be, you know, and we do, obviously we talk about stuff a lot, but I, I guess I have maybe a little bit more experience with the hands-on side of it than he does with the, the mindset or whatever. But That's what I was going to ask. Did he go to school for mechanics or anything like that? Or is he... no, he didn't No. So no. I mean, I think he's, he's taking some business classes and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was his main focus was more like business and marketing and stuff. So, I mean, he's, he's kind of been head of marketing for a long time. And so he's, he, that's kind of the hat he likes to wear, I think. Cool. Well, I'll definitely have to come out and we'll do some, uh, you make all the reads and everything like on site. Yeah. Everything is 100% USA made right there on site. Dude, I heard the national anthem behind you again. You know it. <laughs> red, white, and blue, baby. Right there, red, white, and blue. Boom. Well, the, the Norwegian flag is red, white, and blue, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh-oh. Sneak attack. Sneak no, attack. <laughs> the trick. Yes. Um. Well, yeah, we'll come out, do some uh, little videos or whatever, shoot how some stuff gets made or whatever you're allowed to. Yeah divulge and uh absolutely no problem yeah and uh i'll i sent you well i didn't send it to you apparently i sent it to somebody else my friend has uh rides freestyle still on a sick ass two stroke but uh yeah actually i think i think it did get that i was i for some reason i didn't know what it was or why he sent it to me so i was like okay but because his bike is clean as fuck yeah no dude sweet i mean I, I love the fact that we're at least you know we're repping the you know the cover world pretty well i think and you know lots of our stuff on instagram and you know we're super happy and pumped about that oh i looked you guys got one hundred and ten thousand followers on instagram yeah what yeah and it's sick ass two strokes just all day they just pretty all... much what we try yeah so yep. well we currently follow you Sweet. Yeah, of course we as do. Of... <laughs> as of right now. Now. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, uh, good talking to you. Thanks for staying on so long. Hey, likewise. And having some wine with us. Sure thing. Hashtag e drink. Yeah. Um, e-drink. but I'll maybe we'll get you on. A, you can ride a little bit, right? I can ride a little bit, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I do is ride a little bit. So uh, that sounds perfect. All right. So I'll come out there and we'll just ride a little bit. And then uh, we'll get really drunk. Then call your wife and be like, hey, you got to pick us up at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, right. Never mind. Clint's driving. (laughs) (laughs) We got this. We don't need an Uber. We got Clint. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right, we're about to sign off. All right, well, nice meeting you, Nick. Yeah, likewise, man. All right, right. everybody listen next week. You're welcome for all the two-stroke information, you fucking.